Good afternoon, guys. Um, obviously, we're here to introduce Liam and Ashley Cohen, uh, Ford Cohen for Ashley. Uh, we had a long search. Again, we went through a lot of quality candidates, a lot of them. There was a bunch of good coaches out there. Liam best fits what we want to do offensively. There'll be some similarities, but there'll be some differences as well. Uh, very bright mind, very bright young mind. Understands football inside and out. Um, really happy to have him. Uh, without further ado, he can tell you a lot more. Liam Cohen. Thank you guys. Really appreciate you guys coming out today. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank the Glazer family uh, for giving me this opportunity. Coach Bowles, Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, and John Spitek for the opportunity here to come to Tampa Bay to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, I'd also like to thank Mark Stoops at the University of Kentucky, uh, giving me an opportunity to go call plays in the SEC and really kind of get my feet wet uh, and doing it for the first time. And I'd also like to thank Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams organization uh, for essentially giving me my PhD in coaching and learning under those guys and uh, what a first-class organization. But uh, couldn't be more, ha couldn't be happier to be here and uh, really open up to any questions. Your mantra is, as an offensive play caller is players over players. Can yeah. you just speak to that and, and, uh, and identifying that and, and what, that, what that means to you and your work on style? Yeah, I was taught in times of crisis you think players, not plays. And um, it's not about what, what maybe I like or the play that I might, might like the most, but uh, what's going to get the ball into our best players' hands? Uh, what can our guys execute at a high level and, and be able to go do and have confidence in? And also, you know, on the back of my call sheet, I have a, a player box for multiple players that ultimately want to get the ball in their hands right now. Uh, no questions asked. The cover's not going to change. It's not going to matter what happens, that the ball's going in their hands right now. And because this game's, uh, it, it's a personnel game, right? And at the end of the day, it's about those guys. What did you like about the situation? This was a no-brainer for me. I mean, obviously, uh, the opportunity to work with Baker, you know, to get with, back with him potentially. Uh, John Wolford's in the room that I coached at, with, with the Rams for multiple years. Uh, the skill set on the perimeter, obviously. Uh, youth in the running back room, tight end, uh, and, and one of the best tackles in, in, in the National Football League. So um, th this was this was all together uh, really something that we could not turn away from whatsoever. This is something that we were really excited about as a family. Um, my father lives an hour and a half from Tampa. I've spent a lot of time down here, and uh, this was just a no-brainer for us. Where did your father live? He lives in uh, Rotunda West which is a small community kind of just right in between Port Charlotte and Englewood. So uh, he's right down there, but he will be moving to Tampa, uh, I can imagine, pretty soon. How much is your working with Baker? I know it's for a short time, right? Yeah. How much do you think that's something that, that, that the Bucks valued? And what's your conversations been with him? And, and what was that experience like when he was in LA? Man, Baker, as you guys know, um, he's an igniter. And, and that's the type of guy that you want to be around. He came into our organization at a really difficult time, a time that we weren't having a lot of fun. And he came in and made football fun for a lot of people at that time. He came in and made football uh, competitive again at practice. And he's jawing at Jalen Ramsey, and they're going at it. And um, that was something that I ha we hadn't felt in a little while, right? It was a tough year. And um, the opportunity to be around him potentially uh, every day, um, to, to coach a guy that's as competitive as he is, um, that has that moxie, I mean, that's fun. I mean, you, you can't coach that. 
And when a guy has that ability and the ability to communicate with others, um, that's something that I really wanted to be around and, and, and was very intriguing for us. What did you Liam? learn in your time as a play caller in the SEC? <sighs> it's a good question. Well, the, the NFL and college game very different in a lot of ways. The, the defensive structures actually in the college football game are a little messier than they are in the NFL game at times. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the blitz pickup packages in the SEC versus the NFL maybe it'll be a little bit different, but the defensive structures they're a little messier in college football, but at the end of the day, as we kind of talked about before, was get the ball to your best player as many times as possible and see what happens. And, and try to be as efficient as you can on early downs, win third down in the red zone. But we had a kid two years ago, Wondell Robinson, that had 104 for 1,300. And um, you know, ultimately, just try to get him the ball as many times as possible. And, and I could sleep better at night that way. You mentioned uh, Coach Stoops and Coach McVay. I'm just yeah. curious what you kind of learned from them, from their coaching style, that you want to apply to your own coaching style. Uh, Sean, Sean made made coaching. He, he he gave me a different outlook on coaching. I'd been doing it for a, for a little while there, and I'm sitting in, in, there one one afternoon as a as a you know assistant receivers coach, and I just got there, and he comes in at six o'clock during OTAs and says, "Hey man, uh, I appreciate what you're doing, and, and I'm really glad you're here." And, and, and to get the pat on the back that you just don't typically ask for or, 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 or think is necessary in this profession, but to actually have somebody do it, you saw a little bit of a different lens of how football can be and, co and coaching in general can be. And, then, uh, and he's the best communicator I've ever been around, hands down. Um, and Coach Stoops, the ability to, to step away but also have an organization that he trusts, that he worked for really hard to get, and to be able to step away with, with understanding and trusting his coaches. That was something that I really learned from Coach Stoops was, man, hey, play the next play. Don't worry about it, man. It's all going to be okay. Just go. He trusted. He believed. And I couldn't thank him enough for that. Liam, what's your process like right now when it's obviously the offseason you come in here? I know a couple of times you used the word potentially with Baker because that's yeah. not settled. Um, so it's not a definite. I mean, is it like uh, just – what are, what are you working on right now when things aren't completely firmed up in that area? Yeah, get, trying to get to know some of the players. Uh, I've talked to a few of them already. Um, you know, just trying to get a little bit of a relationship builder with those guys. Get here with, with Todd and with Jason and with the staff and personnel department to really evaluate the roster and start to get through to that. Obviously, we need to build the staff. And, and get some of those hires done here over the course of the next couple of weeks here and uh, really just dive into this thing. Is why I've been watching a ton of film um, you know, on the flights. I was watching tape recruiting flights last week um, and, and just trying to dive into this thing, um, but, but all get on the same page and be as collaborative as we can be in terms of the roster and, and the coaching staff hires and uh, just get down to Tampa as soon as we can. Was that surely there were some similarities with what they did? Yeah. Right. What kind of learning curve do you anticipate with this group? I think it'll be actually uh, very similar in terms of some of the, the terminology. The run game, I think, will be you know very similar in some ways. Formations, maybe some some Daffy might be Dixie or Double might be Deuce. I mean, some of those things may be a little bit different, but at the end of the day, those guys have uh, okay. Well, that's that was just this. They, they can put those things together. The protections, I got to believe, will be very similar in some ways. Uh, you know, Dave was under Shane, was, was with Shane Waldron 
uh, in Seattle. And so there's a lot of similarities there. I, I don't expect a, an overly difficult learning curve, but obviously we want to be able to put our stamp on things and, and be able to do things our way as well. What's the philosophy on pre-snap movement, uh, play action, and utilizing up-tempo? Yeah, that, that was, that's kind of the, the biggest thing in L.A. was 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 creating uh, different pictures for the defense, you know, pre-snap. So, um, you know, the illusion of complexity for us was, was something that we strived for was, man, let's do the same things that we like to do and that we're, we're good at doing, but change the picture with pre-motion shift, uh, tempo change, you know, tempo out of the huddle change, go no huddle. You know, that, that's something that we really worked on and believed in in L.A. I mean, you watch those films of uh, Cooper Cup and Puka and all those wideouts. Man, they run a lot during, during pre-snap. Now, it'll be a balance, right, a balance between some of those things. But we definitely believe in trying to make the picture look a little bit different for the defense. I mean, these, these coordinators and defensive players are so good in the National Football League. You've got to be able to do some different things to be able to change the picture so you're not stagnant coming out of the huddle with the same tempo every time uh, to where they can get a beat on you. Just in talking to you about the running game, it's yeah. been, it hasn't been successful mm-hmm. in the last couple of years that the Bucks have been at the very bottom of the league. Um, what is your level of commitment to the run game, and how do you, how do you incorporate the run game in the pass game and have that marriage work for you? Yeah, that's exactly right. Is the marriage of the run and the pass is what we're striving for. We're striving for balance, but to be explosive in both the run and the pass. Um, that's something that I, you know, honestly take a lot of pride in. I think that's that's something that Sean, I learned a lot from Sean in terms of the run game when I first got to LA. We understood and tried to study defense more than we try to study ourselves. How to understand gap integrity, fits, fallbacks, things of that nature to be able to try to be able to, um, you know, dissect the defense. How can we also run into better pictures, right? So now we're talking about well, can we put a little bit more on the guys? Can we put a little bit more on the quarterback and the center and some of those guys to be able to change the play, get in, get us into really uh, advantageous looks so that we run into better numbers, uh, into better looks, into cleaner looks. And uh, that's something that I think these guys are eager for, just talking through to some of those guys. So some of them right now, they're eager for more. And it's something that it's our, it's our philosophy as well. Leading up the run game, uh, you'll get to work with Rashad White this year. And yeah. He's been important taking strides last season, not just as a runner, but what he means to the passing game as well. So what's your excitement level to work with him? Dyna- you know, pretty dynamic dude. I mean, I, I evaluate him coming out of Arizona State. We were excited about him in, in L.A. as well. And, um, you know, just the ability to be able to motion him out of the backfield, align him in the back, in, in empty, uh, free release him out of the backfield. Um, he, he showed that he can do some of those things, and that's not easy to handle as a young back to be able to do both the run and the pass at a pretty high level. And now, hey, how do we get better at sticking our foot in the ground and getting vertical and being violent with our shoulder pads down and getting downhill on people? But, man, he's eager. I just met him in the, in the weight room, and uh, he's an eager dude. He wants, he's excited and, and wants to get you know, back to work and run the football, but he seems like he could be a good all-purpose back. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, you know, from the from the Northeast, and you know, I'm a coach's son, and um, you know, I believe in I believe in physical brand of football, and 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 be tough, and and uh, you know, probably a little bit, you know, in, in LA, you know, Sean, he's so he's so bright, he's so 
but he's tough. You know, he want to run the football. There's, there's a, st- a style of football. There's a brand of football that I believe in, that I've learned through multiple coaches being around, but also, you know, my dad, my grandfather. And um, that's the style of football that I'd like to play and, and be able to communicate with those guys in that way. But we're, we're ultimately here to go win football games, and tough people usually do that. Yeah. Totally. That's my best friend. Um, you know, he's my best friend, and um, I grew up with a football. Like, just that's all I've ever known, unfortunately, uh, for my wife. Um, I, I don't really uh, change a light bulb well. I, I don't vacuum very well, or or change a tire, unfortunately. But um, she can do all those things, which is amazing. So. Um, he, he's my best friend. Like I, met, like I mentioned, he was my hero. I always wanted to be who he was. I wanted to be a, a head football coach or a football coach. And, um, you know, my early years of, of childhood were not really playing with, you know, action figures and Ninja Turtles. They were, they were figurines and footballs and drawing up plays. And um, that's, that's been my passion since I, was a, since I was a really, I can remember. And for him to be right down the road and, and now to be able to hopefully move up here, um, it, it's pretty special. You get a spot in your office? Man, he was in the office way too much at Kentucky. <laughs> way too much. I'm glad Coach Bowles hopefully will put a little bit of parameters on that because he would be texting me about personnel, be texting me about running the football more. He would, he's on me. So uh, hopefully he can come by a little bit to say hi, but maybe not sit in the staff meetings like he did at Kentucky. William, I think Baker craves stability like any player would, right? Yeah. And he hasn't had it. Um, you're also in a nomadic pro- profession yeah. and for yourself. Totally. And within that, Kentucky, Rams, yeah. Kentucky, NFL, take us through like those decisions and how, how you got to be one and done. And <clears throat> yeah, my, my dream since I was a little kid was to be in the NFL. I wanted to play in the NFL. Well, that, did, that didn't happen. Um, so I wanted to coach in the NFL. That happened. I was able to get into that opportunity. And then to go to Kentucky and call plays and have that and have the autonomy of the offense and to really be a leader of, of the offense and have the staff and have the players, and uh, that's a good feeling. For good or for bad, you want it to be on you. And so I go back to the Rams because of an opportunity presented that we felt like we couldn't pass up. They had just won a Super Bowl. I'm an assistant position coach there two years ago. And to go back there is what an honor, right? Well, it was a tough year, and I really, I, I probably misinterpreted how much I would miss calling plays. I knew what I was going there to do. I wanted to help my friend. I wanted to help an organization that gave me an opportunity. Um, I wanted to co- be around Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and those guys. And then um, you go through it, man, and it's not yours. You're in it, but it's not yours. And so the opportunity to do it at this level in the National Football League which has been my dream since I was a little kid, to call plays here and to work for an unbelievable organization and a head coach that seems like he wants to give you that ability to do so and, and really kind of help harness that, man. Uh, what's better than that? You talk about Rashad White and his ability to use him outside as well. So yeah. a lot of times uh, you'll you know, put out a certain look, put your uh, running back outside, dictate to the coverage, mm-hmm. man or zone. Yep. But having a back like Rashad, who's so effective on the outside, right. how much can that change what you're going to do? Yeah. Because you're getting that look, mm-hmm. and you can utilize him that way. Well, it legitimizes when you go to school on the defense. 
So when you try to go to school on the defense by presenting a man zone tell by displacing the running back, well, a lot of people just expect you to bring them back in uh, to go to school on them. Well, now if you leave them out and empty or you can move them around and empty, you legitimize those formations and you're telling the defense, well, we're going to snap the ball when this back is displaced and he's a threat. So now you can't just sit back and wait around as a DB because that ball is going to get snapped. And uh, we're trying to apply pressure while that back is displaced and to be able to put him in a position to maybe get matched up on a linebacker or, or a nickel or some, like a big nickel, something like that in those situations to where you can get him, you know, an advantageous matchup. But it just helps legitimize your man's own tells and be able to go to school on the defense, but also uh, snap the ball with him out there. And, and, and that's a matchup issue. Totally. Right. So just, I guess, how is your experience knowing, having to kind of help design right. solutions to be able to still get the ball in his hands? How can that help potentially that's, with Mike Evans? That's a great question. That's something that was asked a lot and, and we had to do in L.A. a ton because we knew that, you know, that offense ran through Coop. And uh, things have changed a little bit there, but you know, got, he's gotten a little bit more help. But things ran through him, and we had to be creative, right? With whether it was by formation, alignment, where we would put him, how we would end up in the final formation, you know, just by three different formations, double Dixie and Daffy, we just moved the F in three different positions. So ultimately, at the end of the day, we have to be able to move him around by formation but also motion. Do we start him in the back backfield? Do we bring him in the backfield and now try to shuffle him out and be able to get him matched up on a will or a nickel or a backer or a down safety? Um, you know, Mike obviously being the size that he is and his ability to be able to track the football down the field, but also his ability to get in and out of cuts at that size, man, to be able to put him inside a little bit more and to be able to run some of those option routes and choice routes on the inside, man, I think that's a winning edge and something that we'd like to be able to use, utilize. I'll speak of um, Mike Evans, all the frames he's pending. Uh, he's been with Tampa Bay for a long time. He's a very experienced receiver. And Chris Godwin as well. Totally. Team for a while. As an offensive coordinator, what value does that experience kind of bring to an offense, and how excited does that make you to be able to call plays? Yeah, it's huge, man. When you have, when you have playmakers, life, life's a lot more fun. I mean, you can, like I said, you can call any play in the world, but when you can just call a slant or a hitch or an Omaha, and the ball could potentially go in the end zone, or you call a go ball, and and those 50-50s are now 80-20s or 70-30s. Um, that's not anything I can coach. And so when you have those type of players, man, the game is a lot more fun. And uh, that's ultimately what football is, right? It's about, like, it's about players, not plays. But uh, if we can put them in the position to be successful with, with talent, you know, usually good things happen. So I couldn't be more excited to get to work with those guys, man. They seem like really good people and, and workers, just like everybody that I've heard in this building. So uh, really excited to get to work with those guys. How much discussion have you had with, with Jason Light and, and with Todd just about the plan for the offseason with, with Baker and with Mike? Very minimal at this point. You know, this is more so just been about an onboarding and getting some of these things done uh, for myself here and uh, trying to get Kentucky exited the right way and, and some of these things, you know, logistically done. We, we have not really gotten into any of those conversations right now. I imagine when, when I get here permanently, hopefully we'll, you know, be able to dive into some of those things. But at the moment, really, really been uh, surface area discussions and more so just trying to get, uh, get down to Tampa and get this thing done. What does having a left tackle like Tristan Wirfs allow you to do as a play caller? Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, th those guys, you know, get paid for a reason, right? And, and, and they 
he, he's a special talent. I've heard great things about him as a, as a worker, uh, making the adjustment, moving from the right side to the left. I mean, that's not easy to do, and, and he did it pretty seamlessly. So um, really excited to be able to get to work with him because, you know, weapons aren't just out on the perimeter. You know, weapons are up front as well. And, and when you have a weapon like that up front uh, at that position, man, you can utilize him by pulling him around, get him in the screen game, use him on the, in the pin and pull game or whatever it is, cutting off three techniques, uh, and then obviously in pass protection. So uh, weapons are all over, and, and we have a weapon at left tackle. How much do analytics play into your game plan and then your, your play calling? Um, you know, I think that's something that ultimately – uh, you look at, you know, some of the studies, like I would always have a, a self-scout uh, page on my call sheet where it was like, all right, P and 10, what am, what am I run to pass? You know, situational awareness that we go through a book and, and study some of those things of what we are from a self-scout standpoint. What does the book say, I guess you could say, when it comes to some of those decisions? But, um, you know, ultimately it's on us. We get paid to be able to make these decisions on Sunday and uh, make it a collaborative decision throughout the staff. And w with Coach Bowles, when it does come to some of those analytic decisions when, that you have to make on Sundays, but as much uh, help from obviously from the pro personnel department that you can get that will help with any of those decisions, man, I'm welcome. I'm, I'm all open for those. How did Two more. this job land in your atmosphere? How did this all start? And just when you were digging into the, the Buccaneers organization, what were you learning from other people? Um, you know, this 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 kind of came came about a couple weeks ago from from Coach Bowles and everybody you know reaching out about an opportunity here. You know, I think the the nice thing about obviously potential familiarity with Bake, and then also this the potential familiarity with Dave and some of the you know systems. So, um, I, you know, I know that they had to do a job and go through a process, and I'm just uh, extremely lucky to be here. Honestly, um, this is a dream opportunity that they've presented uh, myself and my family. And um, when you dive into it and you get around these people and, and when you ask a question and it's getting done and you can tell that the, there's just a, a real desire for this, for this organization to continue to be great and that's something that they have been. And for me to be a part of this, for my wife and family to be a part of this is an extreme honor. Coach Bowles likes to talk shop uh, in his interviews, of course, likes to talk ball. What was it like for you during the interview process being interviewed by uh, Man, you know, I just know preparing for him for multiple years was a total pain. And so to, uh, I just asked him to please not do that to me all of minicamp and all of OTAs and blitz me too often. But, no, honestly, what, he, what Coach Bowles does uh, and, and that defense and this, this organization and, and team, I've only heard unbelievable things. And then to, to go against somebody that's so well-respected in, in this profession, at that, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, that's going to make us so much better. And Sundays, hopefully, will be a little bit easier, you know, when you're trying to pick up some of these pressures and understand some of the structures and try to go run the football against this defense every day. So it's going to make us better. And um, I, I, I'm just extremely thankful for the opportunity from Coach. Okay, thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, guys.